0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Joe from JD Core Training in Fairfield, New Jersey. Welcome, Joe. How are you today?
2: I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, Thank you for being here Thank you for taking time out of your busy day of being a fitness business owner sit down with me and have this conversation hopefully back to the industry a little bit today but before we do any of that Joe tell us what was it that made you make this crazy decision to become a gym owner?
2: All right so uh, what got me involved and what really pushed me to take the leap to become an entrepreneur gym owner was just wanting more out of what I was already offering. Um, I had a big passion to be an owner um, at a very young age. You know, I decided at like 22, 23 years old that the goal at that point would be before I hit 30, I'd have an opportunity to own my own facility, run things the way I wanted to, and kind to kind of be able to lead my clientele in the ways that I, I believed were, you know, my strategies, my systems, and everything like that. So it made it, pretty clear that, you know, probably five years in, I think I was doing training about five years in, I decided that, um, it was time. I I felt like I had enough experience, you know, working at other gyms, um, figuring out, you know, what I would like to do, what type of gym I would want to have and, uh, the type of services that I would like to provide to my clients when the time would come. And, uh, in 2015, is when I, I took that leap and I decided to open up JD Core Training. Um, it was my LLC for a few years before that. I just kind of carried the name and uh, and then went from there. Um, when I found the right location, it was in a spot where majority of my clients were from. I knew it was time that that I was ready to do it. So I took on tons of responsibilities that were beyond just training clients and worrying about programming and making sure that I'm – Providing the same service I've always been to my clients, I still had to make sure I had that business side where I'm taking care of everything else behind the scenes. Um, starting the gym uh, at pretty much with all credit card debt, it was all I. I opened up a bunch of credit cards. That's how I was able to fund the gym. Um, I wasn't at the most uh, financial stable p- uh, point of my life at that time, but I knew that if I wanted to really build something that could be my future and more than just training. I knew that I had to do something at that point. I was young enough. I was driven enough. I was passionate enough. And I knew that if I could work for somebody else and put the time and the hours into what I was doing for them, I mean, why wouldn't I be able to do it for something that I was investing into? I was putting all my cards in. Uh, yeah, there was no, there was no turning back. I knew, I knew I wanted to do it. I loved it. I was an athlete. I, did an an internship in high school. I did some stuff in college. I got right into it after college. When I left uh, my sophomore year, stopped playing college football. Um, I got right into the fitness industry. I wanted to originally help people prevent from getting injuries. And then it turned into training my client, my athletes, parents, and then it turned into My business transitioned into a full weight loss business where I was more focusing on weight loss, nutrition, um, recovery and everything like that, that I was doing for myself. And it transitioned right into me then, um, training more clients, um, for the general population, just everyday life, um, and continue to train athletes as well. But that was more of my passion that it kind of turned into training athletes is more of my passion.
1: And Yeah. And then in the normal community, there's like a need, right. And so you're able to fulfill that too.
2: Yeah, so that's what drove me to bring that whole package together. I opened up JD Core, and, you know, had its, you know, time from there. Um, and that's pretty much what got me into wanting to do my own thing, having my passion, having everything, and and turning it into my own location.
1: Awesome. Props to you for, like, you know, having, like, gaining this knowledge as a personal trainer and like making it a successful business. You've been in operation now for like seven years. So obviously, you know, you're doing something good. Right. Um, and so my next question to you would be, or I guess what I would like for you to do Joe is just give our listener an elevator pitch. Tell us about JD core training. Who are you? What services do you provide? Paint a picture for us. Like give us the best elevator pitch you could ever give. Make me want to come to your gym. <laughs>
2: So uh, JD core training, the core, all right, fitness, performance, recovery. You're going to come in, you get a great, you get a great experience with workouts, making sure that we're dialing in to each and every one of our clients. We make it very unique. Uh, We make sure that we're listening. We're trying to find out what you're looking to do. And then we create the right program for you. We have the workout. We have the nutrition programs to go along with it. And then on top of it, we have the recovery to make sure that you're recovering from each and every one of your workouts. The difference between us from a lot of people is really finding the X factor into our clients and really building everything else around it. We're not just putting you through a hard workout just to like make it sound cool. Now we put together a full system that's making sure that each and every person that walks in the door is walking out with what they were walking in for, right? They want to make sure that the workouts are custom to them. Want to make sure that they're getting a full core experience when they come in the door. I have the VIP clients. I have the personal training clients. I have the um, group training clients. I also have an open gym membership. So people could come in, do workouts at their own leisure. They could come in, they could work with a personal trainer, or they can get the full experience and be in a group class, whether it's boxing, whether it's hit classes, whether it's just a strength and conditioning workout. I make sure that I'm keeping a fun, entertaining vibe. People walk in, they're getting a great workout, and they're also enjoying being there as well. They have accountability coaches, and, and everyone just making sure that everything's tied in together to making sure that, like I said again, the full core experience. I love that. I love
1: the name. I love how the core, how you can kind of call it the core experience, right? They need everything in order to be successful. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, you have classes, you have personal training, you have kind of that open model membership as well for people who, who might want that. So kind of break it down for us in terms of like business. What percentage of your business is coming from personal training? What percentage is coming from group? Is there overlap there? Kind of give us a better understanding of how that works in your space.
2: Yeah. So I would say the personal, either a small group or one-on-one personal training would be the biggest niche right now. It would be the, what people are really trying to do. It's more of a exclusive type of facility where it's, you know, people are coming in because they want one-on-one attention. They want to come down because it's not one of those overcrowded type of gyms, but Big enough in the sense where it has all the equipment that every gym would have. Um, yeah. Before um, a couple of years ago, um, I would say it was more class-based. I had a lot that was like how the business kind of started, where majority of my clients were in the classes. I would say probably between 60 to 80 people a month were just like just every day like uh, group fitness class people. So they only came in for the classes, and then on top of it, we had the rest of the people who were like personal training. And then, the, then we had other trainers working out of here who were running their own classes as well. So the additional clients as well. Um, after the pandemic and everything, or pretty much during the pandemic, I kind of transitioned the business. Cause what I think I've done very well over these seven years was always adapting, growing, reinvesting, and making sure that I'm not just stuck in my ways of, Hey, this is where the gym is. I want to make sure I'm always growing to like show where the gym will be. So I'm always adding new stuff. So, Once COVID hit, once the pandemic hit and everything like that, I transitioned the business. I bought a lot more equipment. I made sure that I had enough stuff to be able to accommodate the different clientele that I was trying to add. And then I started offering the open gym membership, which is still at its beginning phases because I'm kind of keeping it at a higher end where it's not the chain prices where you go to these big chain gyms, you know, they're going – lower prices. They just want tons of people. I'd rather have my gym where it's, you know, I'd rather the less amount of people come into the gym where it's the quality versus the quantity. You know, I want people that want to come to the gym. They want serious results. They're going to, you know, fit the vibe of what we're offering. You know, I have people paying for personal training, group training. And if I had open gym members who just want to kind of just run around the gym, it kind of wouldn't fit where my business is. So that's what kind of always set me apart where you come here. Everyone that's working out, no one's just sitting there on their phones. No one's just, you know, just chit chatting. You know, you come there, you work out for an hour, hour and a half, and you're out. You know, you're coming there to get results, not for the social aspect of the gym.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love that you're able to combine, you know, the classes, the personal training and the open gym, because then you're really able to tap into your community, right? Um, there are people in your community that need that one-on-one training, you know, awesome. with super specific goals. Maybe they want to lose weight. Maybe they want to tone up. They want to gain muscle personal training is perfect, right? Not everybody can come into a gym and figure out what to do on their own. I certainly cannot, like I've never been that type of person. I always need somebody to push me. Then there's people that need to be in a group. They need to have people around them, that energy. And then there are people who just want to come in whenever they want and do their own thing. So because you have all three of those things, so wonderful for your business, you're able to really tap into your community. So my next question would be right now, how many members do you have? And is that a place where you're comfortable or are you looking to grow, hit the gas, help more people? Like, where are you at there, Joe? Uh,
2: so it fluctuates. I would say my, my personal clients, group clients, open gym that are my foundation of clients would be close to probably about 80, 90. And then on top of it, where I say it kind of fluctuates where I have a partnership with some different teams where those, I don't count them as my like, Overall clientele, because I kind of I count my clients are the people that are continuous, my my day to day, year to year people who are more of my foundation and and my I would say more reoccurring clients. and I'll, Every month or every couple of months, quarterly, I get like influx of different athletes. So it could be twenty athletes over the winter time. I have a hundred athletes. You know, right. so it's like you know, so over over time, you know, it uh. It definitely fluctuates, but in a positive way where I know I'm, I'm expecting the fluctuations. Um, it's not like I'm getting that big crowd of start, stop, like New Year's resolution type people where you know, I'm getting them for a month and then they disappear. I do a very good job of retaining clients. Um, people that come, most of them stay. Life, come, life happens to the ones that don't stay. And they always find their way back to the court Um, and and they do. They, they always come back because they get good results. They know we care about them. And the reason why they left was life more than, you know, because they were dissatisfied or anything like that. Yeah, Uh,
1: definitely. And I think like, you know, there's obviously going to always be that churn in this industry, but if you're doing your part to, you know, make sure that the retention is good, you're taking care of your clients, you're providing them, the most value that they could ever need. That's what we can do to help that retention stay good. And, and, and with a seasonality piece, you know, with sports clients, that's going to happen. You, when you train sports, you train kids, there's always going to be that seasonality where like when they're in season, it seems slow, but when they're off season, you're booming, you know, they're getting yep. ready for the next, the next sport. And so that's yep. good for your business, but with your general population, you've got about 80 to 90 people and that's pretty good, Is that a place, Joe, where you're looking to to grow? I know that you just started recently with the open gym membership, but hypothetically, could you take on more clients? Are you looking to take on more clients?
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely looking to grow the group classes a little bit more. I'm looking to grow the open gym membership. I'm also looking to really grow the other services that the gym has to offer. And on top of it, really trying to build the team here more than anything. So I'm looking for more of, trainers working here, building their books, and then getting more back into what I do best. And that's the business side of it, where the more people I have working here, the more clients I can feed off onto other trainers working here. And then I can be more beneficial to their businesses and helping their books grow. And then, you know, be the business side of where I was leading towards before two years ago, with the pandemic and everything like that, that kind of put that to a halt, I was re transitioning the business, rebuilding back the business, kind of Taking on more clients than I typically would have. I'd rather disperse them and and like I said, build a team of people, build, you know, a strong team of, of trainers working out of here. So that's the end result would be to build a strong team, you know, not oversaturated, but a strong team that could take on a, a, a nice clientele and be able to um, offer the same services and 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 quality results that that I'm offering here now. So the overall goal for the future is now to build the team at the core. Yeah. So, you know,
1: really looking to build the team and and with, with that, obviously you have to have clientele to feed the team. Right. Um, So what are you guys actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Where are you finding new clients? Talk us through what that looks like for you.
2: So I have a pretty strong local presence So like, when it comes to my following on social media, when it comes to, my background of, you know, just growing up in the area. Um, I have a lot of following where I use social, I use Instagram, Facebook. I, I put up a, tons of stuff, what we're offering here, tons of videos. Um, I'm constantly putting stuff out. I'm offering, I'm showing, you know, what we're offering here. So that's been a huge, 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 like I would say lead filler, you know? And, and, I, and I guess like it gets tons of attraction when it comes to people searching, uh, anyone that I ask, I'm always asking them when they sign, when they sign up, like, uh, or when they contact me, I ask them, you know, how they heard about us and everything like that. So even just searching on, on Google alone, like if you type in core personal trainers, uh, gyms near me, I'm always finding myself popping up. So I have a good website. I, I, I have, uh, I guess the SEO that's being created through my website is now generating more of a status and a more of a, um, I guess, higher ranking on, on Google, you know, I'm getting reviews. People are constantly talking about the gym. Most people will say, Hey, listen, like either I know someone that comes there or I like what you're doing. I, I see what these people are doing there. Or I went to your website, saw your reviews. I saw your testimonials. You know, it seems like this is, you know, you, you actually, you care about your clients. So they, they're seeing the full experience with everything that I'm, I'm putting out there. And they're, and they're seeing that, you know, obviously what we're offering down here is working. So I would say majority of it is just getting it tapping into the community as much as possible. Without yeah.
1: yeah, and that, that comes back to what we call word of mouth. And in yeah. this industry, word of mouth is great because it's free for us, right? So um, all we have to do is just be nice to our clients. Um, sure. And in turn, we're naturally going to have word of mouth. Our clients are going to talk about us. They're going to repost things that we post on our social media. Um, and I think it's cool that you have a, Good strong social media presence because you know in today's industry that's how you grow right people are on social media and so if they're on social media spending time there if we can tap into them find them over there and use it to our advantage so that we can we can grow it's great for us um but since you do have a strong social media presence I want to ask you have you guys ever done any Ads, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube—like actual ad campaigns. So I think that that's an area that a lot of people are really apprehensive to go down that path. But I'd love to hear your take there, Joe.
2: Yeah, I'm big on it. Um, I've done it over over the years. I, all the videos that I'm that I'm making, I do. I try to make it as live as possible. I try to make sure that it's like my clients. It's either me in the videos or me training someone one-on-one, group stuff. And I and I've been able to like put videos together. Once we do that, we'll always sponsor them out. I'll always send out different campaigns, whether it's promoting a certain service, um, just showing the gym in general, just trying to get the outreach for people to see. Oh wow, this is something that's in the community, something offered local. So I'm definitely a big fan of that. I've always, I've seen organic growth, and I've also seen better outreach with people like, oh wow, I didn't even know this was, you know, a gym. You know, I didn't even know this was something that was there but it was because they were following someone that did follow the gym. So it got out to their outreach as well. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a believer in just as much as possible, just showing your brand. Like I've always done is just showed my brand, showed exactly what we're all about, show the experience, show people getting results, and then putting it out there for whether it's, like I said, organically or sponsoring those out, setting campaigns seasonally. I'll do stuff like around the holidays. I'll do stuff around the New Year's. Um, where I'm trying to attract people that are, you know, looking for a new start, looking for something different, been um, struggling in the gym, you know, and not finding something that motivates them, holds them accountable. So that's something that um, has definitely worked for me in the past. I've done click funnels where people were driven to the actual specials and stuff that I was offering or, or programs that I was offering. Or cha- and I do challenges and stuff like that, they're able to see the testimonials from those challenges, giving them the, the ability to then get brought, uh, driven to my website, and then from the website, you know, seeing the services that I have offered here, and majority of the time them seeing what we have, the reviews, that's pretty much a selling point right there before they even get on the phone, you know, they're already excited to, to, to walk in the door.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, when we look at paid advertising, ad campaigns, things like that on Facebook, Instagram, it's really great because we're able to reach that clientele who might not specifically be looking for us. Um, You know, if we put out an ad like, hey, you know, like come in, lose body fat, right? Um, that pulls in a whole different clientele than people who are googling like gyms near me, and that's yeah. awesome because it makes us feel like the superhero. We're able to help this person reach their goal, but obviously we're growing our business. Um, and so you know, paid ad campaigns when they're done correctly and they're running pretty steady, um, they can bring in a steady flow of clients. You said it's something that you do seasonal, you know, around the holidays. Is there a reason why you don't do them more frequently?
2: um i do i do challenges i do challenges frequently um so what i try to do is anywhere from like eight to ten week challenges but also i try to uh stay away from just trying to only tap into those that clientele where they're you know they really just want a quick fix challenge i've never been big on like quick fixes so i i try to either do it quarterly i try to do them you know, sporadically throughout the year, because I don't only want to like constantly be just trying to bring people in the door and then, like, I don't know, like, I don't know exactly how to explain, but uh,
1: yeah, I get what you're saying.
3: You don't
2: want to hurt.
1: I think that it's common, you know, when somebody comes in for like a weight loss challenge, right? It's common for them for, for if we're not doing our job, they do the challenge and then they're like, all right, lost my 20 pounds, peace yeah. out, bye, right? Yeah. But our job is to get them in the door for something Double. and then keep them right you're providing all this value it sounds like you have everything under the sun at this facility so you have to show that to the member um get them through the door for something and then get them to stay and you said your retention rate is good why do you feel like that is what about your facility makes your retention baller like why is the retention so good
2: They get results. They see that what the programs are, they we take it serious. You know, it's one, the gym is immaculate. Um, I take very high pride in that. Uh I keep the place very clean. They come in, it's a it's a welcoming atmosphere. Um, once the programs start, they get great workouts. There's a system to the workouts, um, there's something to follow. They're not just showing up to a gym like, oh, what am I gonna do today? You know, they show up to the gym and it's boom. Now you have a structure, you have someone leading the structure. And putting them through it, holding them accountable, keeping them consistent. And then um, uh, they actually get results. You know, I'm not, it's not quick fix stuff. They're making them feel better right away. You're feeling better, you're moving better, you're seeing a better quality of life. You're seeing that, all right, it's, you know, it's something that I that is sustainable too. You're not just walking into the gym and just doing a boot camp every single day. You're not just walking in there, you know, doing the you know, a thousand burpees every time you walk in, but you come in, there's a system, there's a program. Mondays to Monday through Saturday, there's something to follow. And then at the end of the week, you realize that you've done everything you needed between strength training, cardio, core training, you know, the whole package together. And it's something that's actually a long-term commitment where, you know, over time you're gonna start to enjoy the gym. I want people that wanna enjoy the gym. The way I talk to my clients, I don't need to sell them on crazy products, cra- anything like that. I tell them, listen, enjoy working out, enjoy coming to the gym, enjoy fitness as a way of life and come here and, and enjoy it for the the exercise and the, and the movement more than, you know, Hey, I just want to work out because uh, summer's coming or, Hey, I'm going to work out because I have a vacation planned or, you know, so I get a, a, a retention because these people is actually realize that it's something sustainable and it's something worth coming to every day. So it becomes a lifestyle for these people.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of times people come into the gym maybe with a goal like that. You know, they want to lose a few pounds or they want to get ready for something. And if we're if we're doing our job right, we quickly show them that this is a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Right? We're teaching you a lifestyle. It's more than just the exercise that we're trying to teach our clients. And so, um, it sounds like you're really doing that over there, and it's benefited you um, substantially. And so, you know, the next kind of question I have for you is, I think that this benefits our listener by us talking about this is you know for you what has been a challenge what's a bottleneck where are you at right now what's something that's kind of a bump in the road um for you and what are you doing to kind of overcome that
2: um so I haven't got all my clients back from when COVID hit um but I redirected the business as I've said in earlier but I redirected it I've offered new services that kind of brought back the uh, new clientele. So that aspect was something that I was able to overcome. I was able to get past the fact that, you know, people still aren't fully comfortable going back to gyms yet. Some people financially, emotionally, physically, whatever it may be, you know, they might not be ready or, or whatever to go back to a gym, or maybe they're comfortable with working out at home now because of, you know, having so much time, you know, but whatever, I redirected that aspect. But I would definitely say, as I said before, my biggest thing that I'm trying to do here, and my big picture is to hire people, I would say is to hire the right people that fit what we offer here has been a challenge, finding people that want to take the time to build a brand, build a, a, a name for themselves. You know, fitness is way more than just putting a workout on a piece of paper. It's more than just putting a person through a workout and then, oh my God, I got bigger arms or, you know, they're getting, you know, it's, you know, you need to sell yourself. You need to be able to make people want to train with you. And unfortunately, right off the jump, they have to trust the fact that, all right, is this the right person for me? Either whether it's personality, you're more relatable to that person, whether it's the type of style or what your background is for training. So that's, you know, something that, you know, makes you a a strong suit, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to build a team of people that will be able to offer a strong background to clients. So, you know, I need, it's hard to find that, you know, a lot of people don't realize the business aspect of training. There's a selling aspect in training. So you're on stage at all times. If you want to be successful in personal training in the fitness industry, whether it's for nutrition or actual clients working out, you have to be able to sell what you're actually selling. It doesn't have to be a product your body, your, your programming, your systems is your product. So if you're not able to translate that to different clientele each and every day, and you're stuck in just being able to train one dimension, you know, it's hard to build a a, a big business. So it's like my main goal right now is to bring on a staff, be able to mold them, build them and teach them that, you know, fitness is more than just a workout and you have to be able to sell yourself in a way that, you know, it's, it's, it's receptive to, to the clients, you know? Yeah. So that's something I'm definitely leading towards.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard right now, right? Hiring in this industry, it's hard. And I think the reason why it's hard is because there's not a whole lot of resources out there for trainers. You know, they might have trained at a big box gym and had a bad experience. And so that's what they view it as, right? They view this as like, a, hey, this is my side gig. But there's not a whole lot of people like yourself that are looking for people to make this a career, people that to take an opportunity and learn not just the training side, but the business side, right? There's a lot more to it. And that's something that I've run into in the past as well with trainers. It's hard. Um, But I kind of like took a look at it as like, what more can I do to find, you know, to provide these, these trainers with opportunities so that they feel like they can make it a career so that they want to be here and so for you right now that would be my question to you you know with the people that you're looking at bringing on the people that you currently have on your staff are you spending time developing them are you spending time helping them grow so that you can all they can ultimately in the end be a good fit you know be the person that you're looking for I guess
2: yeah so I don't have like an actual program set in stone, but I am, that is something that I am working towards. I've been trying to, and in the beginning stages of, but trying to tap into some of the local colleges, because I had one of my best employees that does work for me. uh, She came to me on an internship for, for school. She had to go somewhere do, um, I guess, X amount of hours to graduate. She winds up coming here. She already had some clients. So it was nice where she was able to already start with, some clients, and then and then going through it, being able to, you, with my marketing and clients that were already at the gym, transition some of them to start training with her, her local presence, someone that lived in the community, her background in sports kind of also was another way that helped her build her business. But so my overall goal, yes, is I want to bring on people that are receptive, that are willing to learn. I don't know everything, but I do know you know, what works, what does, what has worked. And, and, and I'm obviously always like I've done here at the gym, same thing I'll be doing with the, with the mentorship that I'm trying to build. It'll always adjust. It'll always adapt and it'll always keep growing. But when it comes down to it, understanding how to sell yourself, how to program, how to present yourself, how to adjust to different people that are coming into the gym, because not one single person that walks in is going to be the same. And you have to be able to relate to that person, be able to, you know, kind of I say it in like a funny way. Like even when I write my workouts, you know, I look at myself as like an artist and, and, and I think it's a, it's a strong like power that I have that like, when I think of a workout, when I think of a client, when I think of somebody, I look at like, what I, the overall goal is for them. And like, I, I just feel like, like how do you come up with these workouts? It's like, I really tap into like you as a person. I don't just like write a generic workout, like the style of the exercise, the exercise I choose is truly unique to a person. I don't just, Oh, these are a specific row. I, I, I really tap into, all right, what are your goals? How you adjust, how you, how you like to train, you know? And, and it's something that if you're able to do that with each person, that's where your word of mouth, that's where your retention, that's where your business begins to grow is because people believe in you, believe in what you're doing. They believe your passion to what you're doing for them and they trust you. And, and, and the more trust you start dialing into your client's, you know, the more you're going to be able to build on that. Cause now they're talking about it. They're going out, they're telling their friends about it. They want to share their experience because you actually care what, what they're doing. So my goal, yes, I, I do with the people that I have here, I have like four strong trainers right now. And again, we always talk, we're always trying to do stuff. I'm, I'm trying to build them. I, you know, I, I include them in all my marketing um, to get them clients and stuff like that. So the more you're able to, give knowledge and experience to the people around you, the stronger the people around you are going to be. So hundred percent, I believe that if you take the time and, and, and mold a trainer, you know, that's where you're going to be able to get the most out of them. And this one example, she's been here for four years, almost five years now. And probably one of my, my strongest people here because she came from the beginning. She saw what, what I did and what I do here. And it was able to be easily implemented into her business and into her clients. So
1: I love that. That's great. You know, four, four strong clients and you've really, really used this one candidate. And it sounds like, you know, you'd like to be able to replicate her in the future, ideally, right? Absolutely. Um, and so final question that I have for you here is if, if I could hand you a magic wand, Joe, and I was like, all right, all your dreams for this business have come true. You've reached all your goals. Tell me, you know, briefly what that picture would look like for you.
2: So my overall goal is to bottle up everything that I'm doing here at JD Corps and not necessarily franchise or do anything with this gym itself. I have a name, I have a concept, I have all the extra little pieces, but finalizing all those pieces and being able to then um, hand it to somebody on a platter and be like, listen, here's what we're doing. This is the business. This is the model. This is the one-stop shop. This is what we're doing here. This is what's working. This is all you need to implement, and here it is. Um, so my overall goal is to be able to open up more of the big picture of JD Core.
1: I love that. So, um, what's your guys' social media? Where can we go to find you so that you know we can check out all your? So I
2: have, uh, so I have two different handles. Um, the Jim's handle is JD Core Training underscore the core. And then my personal page, Joe Draws underscore JD. Um, I kind of collaborate the two of them, but one of them represents a little bit more of my personal brand, a little bit more of what I bring to the table into fitness, family, working out, my running, my running new passion that I've come over the years. Um and then the business side is kind of showing, you know, the experience, um, showing what JD Core has to show all the people that come here, the local community, whether it's group training and everything like that. It's just it it just gives everybody right there the full experience just by clicking a, clicking on a video.
1: I love that. Thank you for sharing it. I'm excited to go check it out and see how awesome it is. And thank you for taking you know 40 minutes to sit here and chat with us about this. And Um, Hopefully, you know, somebody was able to pull from this, pull something valuable from this conversation. We get to talk about fitness to our members all day, but we don't necessarily get to talk about business. So I appreciate you opening up, Joe. And for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in today. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
4: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Landon Walls from TR Fitness out of Missouri. Landon, what's going on today? How you doing, brother? JJ, how, how goes it, my guy? Very well. Happy Tuesday. Good. <laughs>
5: Most definitely. Same to uh, yeah, you. How yeah. was your
4: week? Not too bad. Not too bad. A long three-day three day weekend. I hope you had one as well. That's what I'm talking about. I did. There I you did get, most definitely. You go. Got to enjoy there it. There you go. I love it, Landon. So, look, we're excited to have you on. And now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at TR Fitness, you know, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place?
2: <laughs>
5: ooh, ooh. Okay, so uh, two separate sides of the spectrum. Uh, when it comes to the business side of this, um, I think that it was something that the, uh, the owner felt strongly that I would be a good candidate for. Um, just thankful that in a small town like ours, uh, a reputation can still hold true to the word sometimes uh, because a good friend of mine actually mentioned my name to the owner of uh, TR Fitness, uh, Mike Organ, and he reached out to me and asked if I would be interested uh, in learning to run this business. 11 years in the car business, this was something that um, I was nervous about for sure, um, but also excited uh, because this was a business that had been here for a little bit already. Um, so I explain it the best way possible. Um, it's, it's it, probably your largest locally owned and operated 24-hour fitness available here in our area. Um, that 24-hour access uh, allots you um, access to over 12,000 square foot of facility. Uh, we have dry saunas available, um, spin classes, hit cardio classes, Zumba classes, um, as well as we do have some uh, aspiring personal trainers here in the area who are hoping to do some one-on-ones later on uh in the future um nice. we also have 24 hour attaining available uh just on the other side of the building um also with all all different type level beds uh and that allows 24 hour access as well
4: awesome awesome and so let's dive a little bit deeper into TR here and so landon how how many members are you guys at currently
5: um, I would say on average we stay somewhere around thirteen
4: hundred. Nice, nice. And, and so, you know, if I came in right, I'll use myself as the avatar So if I came in and I'm like, Landon, I'm ready to rock. Sign me up. What would I have to pay to then become a member?
5: So basically, I would just set you down, and we're right here at the end of the. Um, so that, I mean, the good thing about how this works with us, um, you know, we have our, uh, our our general rate of just thirty nine ninety nine plus tax. Um, here in the area. So typically what you would just pay is just, I mean, from the start of today, since we would do an auto withdrawal, if that's what you decide to do, um, it would be around $43 with taxes. Um, You would just pay that today and then it wouldn't wouldn't actually pull again for you until the 1st of July. Um, Best thing about that is uh, a lot of the way that they're set up is they'll bill you an arrearance even after you cancel. As long as you come in and sign a cancellation, uh, form with us on or before the 25th of whatever month you want that payment to stop. You don't get charged on the first of that following month. Nice.
4: So nice. Just a month, just
5: a month, month agreement.
4: That's off awesome. I love that you have that, that flexibility for anybody who does want to join. That's awesome. And, and so Definitely. to dive in a little deeper on clients for you guys, what has been the best method of finding new clients? <laughs>
5: truthfully um this gym was kind of sustained and under another name uh in the past um before we took over there there is a core group of members here already um that have been with us i mean since this building has been here for the last 20 years um aside from that i mean it's been a lot of word of mouth we don't we don't advertise a lot i mean i do have a sign um that stands out pretty pretty big right next to the building, uh, and it we set right off of one of the main highways here in the area, so that I mean we we just get that that flyby view. A lot of people stop by to check us out.
4: Awesome, awesome, yeah. And I think location is a big factor, right? That's a that's a thing. To, at least location. choosing the right location. <laughs>
5: location, location, <laughs> yes,
4: yes. So, and, and let me ask you to this, too, Landon. Maybe you do know the center, maybe you don't, but kind of curious to hear what you would say. You know, you guys are at 1,300 right now, right? And let's say traffic was unlimited. You had endless amounts of people coming in every single day. Hypothetically speaking here, what would be that max? How much higher can you guys go?
5: I mean, the sky's the limit. Tony Robbins always said, security, go to prison. If if you want freedom, live your life. Try to keep the door open as much as we possibly can to anybody who's looking to better themselves. So, I mean, like, uh, again, even even during the COVID shutdown, um, had the... Approval and, and authority given to me to do whatever it, it took necessary because we had some members that, I mean, they were almost, almost threatened to sh- shut down more than we were, it seemed like. Um, a lot of them. That's uh, good point. Just, just kind of going through, you know, uh, their own mental battles depression anxiety or you know this 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 place is just a getaway you know for for 24-hour parents uh which I, I know a little bit about that um it, it, it's it was too much we had too many that honestly it it made us feel needed I mean the, the government didn't necessarily want to say we were essential but I mean I, I guarantee you members that didn't get to to visit their gyms felt like it was pretty essential to keep them open. Um, yeah. So, I, I having having the backing uh, to be able to do that was was huge. Was crucial. Um, aside from the from the location of it, I guess. I really. I feel like if opportunity is made and given and afforded even if it's not promoted the impact changes the community no matter what I love that. and the more it's the more that it's done together I mean the more the hobby or the lifestyle will grow and it kind it it's kind of tough and I hate even saying you know I'm I'm in the process of trying to buy the gym because realistically um due to misfortunes I guess from the past they really felt like the fitness industry was going to take a decline in the next five years and that's why it felt necessary to hold off and I don't come in coming out of depression and anxiety myself I'm not going to say I'm an advocate I'm not going to say um you know that I can change lives but I've experienced a lot of it I mean at 32 years old five kids chasing several wow. Wow. Different degrees, trying to trying to run a business that I, I, I'm passionate about and showing up every day and being here physically, but not being able to really lock in mentally. I can't explain the impact that the fitness industry has on that stability uh, and how much it helps. And any anybody that, you know, we get that opportunity uh, to be here for that's that's what I want to make it about.
4: You know, um, Landon, I think uh, I said it earlier before you even started. I said, thank you for your honesty and transparency, but to do it on air is a total different avenue in itself and a total different beast, if you would say. And um, the, the fact that you, you can do this in front of an audience, like what we have now, I mean, genuinely, I appreciate, I'm sure the viewers appreciate. And I think, um, it's a it's a big eye-opener to, to to make people understand like hey like you could be doing what you love because you love this but still you can go through those tribulations that are not always great you know but it's inevitable but what happens is you overcome it and it makes you stronger in the long run and i think um you know it, it, to me i think it, it's this is what what this is all about you know the, the transparency of where you can be honest of hey like I may not be perfect, but I'm damn sure going to make my best effort and make sure my clients get the best effort as well and my members get the best effort as well. Um, And I I, I can already tell from the outside perspective as a gym owner yourself you know, or running the gym and and, and managing it, I think I could tell just how much you care more than the next person. You know, and um, I I thank you for that. Seriously. Seriously, it means a lot. Thank you. And and so – you know, to, to to go on to this portion here to stay on the top. I mean, you know, let's take a step back. Let's go into to, to this because I think you've been a little more traditional, gym. I like to hear this process a little bit. I think it, it suits and serves the viewers well. So talk to me about, I'll, I'll use myself as the avatar again. If I, if I came in again and I'm, I'm interested, Landon, I'm like, hey, like, I like the gym, but, you know, walk me through what an experience of, being sold a membership to then being on board it looks like right not just like okay here take membership boom you're gone right right? what would it be like to then (laughs) get on board right right. (laughs) so here
5: here and here yes no 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 No, uh so a lot of people come in um and it honestly it it seems to be more so here lately than a a lot of people come in with that same uh, i guess approach like you and i talked about not really knowing what to expect um, so it's I, I love being able to, to meet and greet them at the door. Um, the way that our door system works is you actually, uh, we do it off of biometrics. So um, once you're a member, we scan your fingerprint and you're into the door system and that's how you gain access. Um, as someone coming in uh, to sign up, uh, you would just come in during our I have a bell on the outside of the door that you ring. Um, and typically I would greet them at the door. Um, a, a lot of the time, I will ask if they've ever been in the building before, if not, um, if it's a female, we'll start the tour uh, taking a left straight down the main hallway to um, the women's area. Um, the area is roughly roughly just under a thousand square foot, um, has some cross-training capability equipment, and some cardio machines, um, and a few different things set up to where the women can work out on their own if they didn't want to work out on the main floor um and then as well as you know roughly 9000 square foot on the main floor of a mix up of different free weight equipment um joint assisted free weight equipment some cross training cable weight stuff um and then also a full upper cardio deck once i kind of walk everybody or who uh, whoever you know maybe here at the time through the tour of the building um I give them an opportunity to the class schedules to see if any, if that would be anything they would be interested in. Uh, and then typically we would come into my office and I guess it's, I guess it's the car salesman in me a little bit. I always talk to people a little bit first, or at least I try to get them on a common, get them comfortable. Yeah, um, Cause if I'm going to, if I'm going to set them up for an auto withdrawal, I mean, there, there are still some who don't feel comfortable giving out, you know, any in account information or even credit card numbers, stuff like that. So, uh, I definitely want them to feel as comfortable as possible. and know that they can trust us. Of course,
4: I love that, and I, I think um, you know people they oftentimes think sales is sleazy, but realistically, what you're doing is building trust and value. Am I right? You know, you're, you're building the value of the gym and building trust and rapport with the clients coming in, which is necessary in anything. I think it gets a bad rep just because of, of, of when they have a, a bad experience, per se, of someone who has a little bit of commission breath. I mean, you know, it can go the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Someone like Most you, definitely. I think, you know, you can genuinely feel that you care. And that's the thing. If someone can feel that, people buy with emotion. So when they can see and feel it, they're like, oh, wow, this guy is good. And he's, he's, he's taking tell time you to to me.
5: what's i tell you where where it gets hard honestly is 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 leaving outside the office a lot and going to places i mean like like walmart or you know subway or wherever and feeling like they really don't value your time like you're kind of rushed to the process what do you want on this what do you want on that you want this toast you want that there's no there's no time to process anything anymore and everything yeah. is set like in life. Life normally, I mean, it naturally does that. It it does it on its own. Life will naturally put you into a rush of things because there's a lot that we want to accomplish, uh, and and I get that. But I want people to come in here and value their time here too, because the 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 process here is to better themselves, and that's what the goal uh, and the focus has to remain, um, because it. I mean, even, even in working out, I've made a huge change in just the last five months. And even in, in kind of being back on that and getting back on track, I making the change itself, there are still some times that I look in the mirror. Or, like, for instance, this weekend, you know, the family was out. We went out to the lake, and I didn't feel 100%. Your mind is naturally going to overanalyze and deduce those situations to a negative outcome, and when you don't see the results that you want to see, it's easy for people to get down. And uh, I try to make sure that we at least keep each other up. You know what I mean? It's it's for sure. It's tough. Life's tough.
4: (laughs) No, it is. I mean, especially you know, I, I mean, I'm not a father per se, but I know from at least my family, and and when you know you have children. And you get those intrusive thoughts or whatever it may be. It, it, it's it's tough because you have to be the rock for everybody, especially you having five kids. You know, I think um, it, it's the hardest thing to to be everybody's a rock, but not have someone you can depend on in a sense, other than yourself. But personal development, great. Yes, it develops you for sure. But it, it those are the toughest times where you know you you almost don't want to be present, but you kind of have to be, and <laughs> you never right. have that that break. But Again, I can't can't thank you enough for that, uh, Landon, because I think your honesty here and to see that the whole entire thing has been awesome. And I've got about three more questions for you here. And this one's a little bit longer. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. I definitely will. So, uh, you know, running this gym for now and and going through the process, and I'm sure you know, this is about three pillars of business in the gym and fitness industry we typically use. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing your client acquisition, which is your sales and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I would say probably
5: number one, the the marketing, most definitely. I think, I think that once we get people through the door, um, Gaining business uh, and re- the retention of it. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I, I want to say I'm pretty good at it for the most part. Um, I try not to let, I mean, if it's, you know, people moving or something like that, it's totally understandable. But like, of course, you know, I try my best to stay on top of, you know, com- complaints for the most part. I mean, we're not going to make everybody happy. But
4: Yeah. Yeah. Again, in a question that. like that,
5: go ahead, sorry. Oh no, no, no. I, I was gonna say I, I would. I'd have to say, uh, out of those three, pr- the marketing of it would probably have to be something that I, I would say I could. I could definitely improve on.
4: And, and and for for this one specifically, this is where we don't put the most honesty and transparency. And I knew this is a uh, you were gonna deliver on this because uh, I think a lot of gym owners come in here and they want to sound like they have everything figured out, you know. But when you can you know, be honest to the viewers, be honest with yourself. I think that serves everybody well. Cause I mean, in the eyes of the viewers and the eyes of us, you're, you're doing amazing with the fact that, you know, you can still improve in other places. It's the biggest thing. So thank you for that. Seriously. Sure. And so sure. last two questions for you here. Um, you know, I know me and you spoke about this off air, but what's the bigger picture? What's the goal for you? What's the goal for TR fitness? What do you want to accomplish? So I know, if
5: if I know Michael Morgan at all, the goal for TR Fitness is is nothing but to continue to grow. I know he's got big plans for the future Um, for TR Fitness. um, Here at this location, more specifically, the goals and the dreams, uh, there's still a lot of hustle to be done. So it's it's hard to say um, what's going to happen. But I know, I know this location is going to be the underdog story. So um, I'm excited, definitely excited for the future.
4: As you should be. <laughs> I love it. And last question for you before we close out here, which is my favorite question of all time. And I'm curious to hear your specifically. So, you know, Landon, if you can go back in time to when you first started running the gym, and you could talk to that young Landon, or that old Landon, whatever, Landon of the past and give him that one You're piece old, of old advice. getting older. <laughs> Get out of here. 30, man. Get out of here. If you could give yourself that one piece of advice that you feel like uh, would would really, really what you needed to hear back then, it was, it, that one, that golden nugget that you could have told yourself, uh, what would that piece of advice be for you? It, it would have to
5: be To honestly, just settle in your own skin, kid. Get out of your head. Trust the process. Continue the grind. Don't let anybody
4: stop you. Talk about a mic drop! Holy cow! <laughs> well, I got goosebumps all on I that, got. man. Come on! <laughs>
5: Holy cow! Landed. I, uh, I, I, I was my I, I, I will definitely be the first to say I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. Uh, when it comes to being a critic. So if I could tell anybody anything, just keep pressing.
4: I love it. Look, Landon, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Landon, it would be my pleasure. Please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you, the gym, TR, anything? Where can we find out more about you guys? Definitely look us up, TR Fitness Leadington
5: uh, on Facebook, uh, as well as check out our other locations because you could have one Uh, near to you if you're uh listening uh, here in in Missouri um I really see I kind of took a a step back from social media uh like I said here within the last few months I've been working on myself um trying to trying to get my head in the game uh and be the father that I need to be the friend that I need to be the son that I need to be the husband that I need to be uh the employee so I've really I've really been working on me quite a bit so I don't have uh any hashtags or, or hit me up at Instagram or anything, unfortunately. I mean, I have accounts. They're just... Uh, well, they're on the back burner for right now.
4: Yeah.
5: Look, oh, we absolutely,
4: that's it. That's fine. Totally fine. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. But, and to everyone who's been in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lord's
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors.
6: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald and joining us on the show is Miss Terri-Ann Lee of Mueller's Gym coming to you from Manitow, Manitoba, Canada. Terri-Ann, how are you today? What's going on?
3: Hi Joseph,
6: thank you for having me on your show. I am Absolutely excited to have you on. I'm excited to pick your brain and, and get an insider look into Mueller's gym. Before we dive into strategy and tactics, let's let's get some context here, Terry, and tell us a little bit first and foremost, what is this gym? What is this business about? How do you describe it? Uh,
3: this gym is on Main Street in Manitou, Manitoba, a town of about 800 people very close to the U.S. border. It's a small community that is a bedroom community do the major city centers to the east. Um, having a gym in a small town like this is maybe a bit of a, an adventure. And uh, my building was a hardware store owned by the Mueller's family from, they built it in 1946. We took possession of it in 2015. It had the 1946 wiring, heating system, everything in this 3,000 square foot building had to be gutted and redone. So we did that in 2015. My son, who is my co-owner, is a contractor. We work heavily with a uh, architect design and with our equipment supplier to help us make a very nice plan using our space uh, to the best of our, our ability. And um, we have very good equipment. We were going to go top of the line or not at all. So my goal was we have the type of equipment here that is for everyone, specifically the senior population and, and the younger population. So we have um, Atlantis, Equipment which is made in Quebec, and we have Matrix Cardio, which is a U.S. company, um, very good. And I have a 600 square foot room in the back where I had a custom-built functional trainer that I use as a hit room, mm. and it can be also like a flex space. But um, I've developed these circuits, uh, and I have an interval clock. And you can go in there and you can go as a group and you can run these circuits on the HIT program. Uh, it's just great.
6: Yeah. Sure. So plenty, plenty of options, something for everyone, if right. you will. Right. And, and, and so before we before we get into the day-to-day and, and what you guys do from a business perspective to grow this, take us back a little bit, bring us in your, your time machine. When did this business get started for you guys? When did all of this happen?
3: Well, my son came to me because this, this this old hardware store was for sale for a number of years and no one was buying it. And my son said, you know what, mom, we should buy that building and, and turn it into a gym. And that was around spring of 2000 and uh, no, actually earlier, January of 2015. And I thought he was crazy. I, I've i been in the fitness business as a sideline to my regular job which was a property manager and a marketing director uh, for 12 years and I taught evening classes I became a fitness leader in 1999 so I had established quite a good core base of people in my classes using the school or the arena waiting room um, for, for over 20 years so I worked in a gym for a little bit when i was getting my certification i didn't even like it i didn't like the gym atmosphere but he kind of kept pushing and and i was getting tired of my job and so i said okay let's do it let's do it yeah and um you know got some information and developed a business plan got investors yep uh, shareholders incorporated and um it just all came together and yep. it was well supported by the community yeah the
6: and so back when we were kicking around this idea when it was still an idea and you guys were putting together a plan and making this all a reality did you have in mind hey with the space that we're looking at we think we can handle x amount of clients or was there a goal in mind
3: uh not not really not really, we, you know, based on the square footage and, and no limits at that time of, of how many people you could have in there. Um, you know, for the first two years, it was it was really busy. We didn't have any kind of, I had a business plan of how much, you know, I needed to come in to, you know, to, to make everything. But as far as numbers, is that what you're looking for? Is that kind of what you wanted to know? Or yeah, I mean, you know, do we
6: think we could handle... 500 members 5,000 members was there a a capacity number that you guys kicked around
3: uh no but you know what for the first four years i had 135
6: okay yeah
3: Yeah. and And so pretty much
6: steady up a
3: little down a little seasonal but it 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 averaged around 130 members
6: okay 130 let me ask you the, the question this way then how do the numbers now compare to pre-COVID numbers and second part here how do the numbers now compare to where you ultimately think you can be?
3: Well that's a good question. Um, At around 130 to 140 members I think that that's about what our capacity because there's busy times. Right now we're running uh, about 80. It split off with COVID has not recovered And um, I would not want to be over 140. I think it would be too busy based on my square footage and how I've developed the back room into a special room. So that's 600 square feet out of your your, your machine area. I also have a very large waiting room of probably 100 square feet. That was very important to me. I I went into gyms where you walk in the door and bang, there's, there's equipment. And I said, that this is a wellness place. This is a socializing place. And you're gonna come into my gym. I'm gonna be able to sit down at a table and talk with you and people can gather around there. First three years, I even offered coffee, you know? Um, and I have a big, beautiful counter right in the beginning. The, the entrance area to me was very important to be have, have lots of room take your shoes off the idea of walking right into the gym which I, I toured a lot of gyms before we opened so i knew what i what i wanted and taking the space for that entrance was was important for me sure sure mm-hmm.
6: How does all this play out in terms of when we talk around about the idea of a business model, and I'm sure that this was what you guys were thinking about. From what you've said so far, I gather that this is kind of a membership facility. People are paying a monthly fee, coming and doing their own thing. What else is available? Can people do, are, do we have group classes? Do we have personal training? Do we have any sort of nutritional guidance? What, what else is there for the members?
3: Okay you probably don't wanna hear this, but I offer all my personal training in my membership fee. We have many membership packages. You can have monthly, three months, six months, yearly, family, Um, but my marketing plan was, especially in a small town, was that if I'm there to help you and look after you, and guide you that you get the most out of your workout you're going to come back and you're going to tell three friends that you're looked after there because a lot of gyms number one you pay for your personal training number two there there is no personal training at all or you just walk you just sign up and and way you go uh so i offered that and that was especially important when i built a very strong senior base the first four years i had lots of seniors i looked after them and they 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 never felt like they didn't know what they were doing an unsafe situation is when you have people who don't know what they're doing so i included it in their membership it's not a lot of gyms their personal training is where they make their money. But sure. this is a community, community gym. And that's the way I wanted to treat my customers. And it worked very, very, very well. And I was very, very busy with that.
6: Well, absolutely. It, and so let me ask it this way. Is the cost of the membership, are we building that in? And so the membership typically more expensive than... Your normal membership gym, or are we giving away personal training totally for free?
3: Yep. Number two, giving it away.
6: Number Sorry. two. I give it away. Well, you uh, must be incredibly busy then. Free personal training is a is a feature that nobody's offering, ann
3: I did that for four years to keep my people coming through the door. And now with COVID, I did. An orientation a week I'm lucky it's yeah. that yeah people are not they're just not coming back so the thing is in this in a small town like this if you were to charge the membership and then say oh but if you want me to give you an orientation or or improve your program or make an appointment and charge another 50 dollars I might do it some might do it but a lot wouldn't I just want them coming in the door I want people using the gym and I'm having a hard time doing that now post COVID.
6: Yep. Well, I, I think the, the landscape has changed. The rules of the game have totally shifted, especially in your area. Canada as a whole has, has gotten hit pretty hard with COVID restrictions, but at least if we're to think about what's within our control, Right. The rule or the, the restrictions are the restrictions. You can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. It is what it is. What can we do despite that? Have you considered changing anything? Have you thought about new marketing strategies or, or shifting the model a little bit? What's, what's sort of the next step for this? Uh,
3: right now, I'm just kind of, um, how would you say, coasting along. Like I said, pretty much paid for the gym the first four years. My plan worked. Sorry, it got people in the the door. It worked. Um, I'm just kind of coasting along now, waiting for uh, people to realize that they need to take responsibility for their health. Uh, I think too much was left in the hands of the government as far as looking after your health. And now people need to, to come back and realize that I'm for my own health and come back to using the facilities Um, my marketing uh, through COVID basically I dropped right off because number one we were considered non-essential Jim's got a bad rap I believe uh, through COVID and I wasn't yeah so I, I have not picked up my marketing platform I'm waiting for it still to be more, how should we socially acceptable to come back to a gym? People are still wearing masks here. I don't know about New York, but they're they're not over it.
6: Okay, so more of a social stigma than an actual political restriction at this Mm -hmm. point, right? Right. Okay. And so Terry, Ann, let me, let me sort of function this way. Then there are plenty of gym owners that listen to this podcast that are in similar shoes, right? What can you do? What is sort of the thought process, at least for the time being, we do have members. It's not like there's nobody interested in joining. We have members here. What are ways from a business standpoint that we can further revenue, further profitability, at least with the pocket of people willing to come out to the facility. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, I could market better. I could get out, back out in the community again. Um, trade shows I did. I went and had a table at a trade show, was able to offer um, all our plans and package deals and so forth and so forth um but yeah i have not done that i'm still recovering from the trauma of being considered non-essential i have not yet gotten over that um and and it it, i still need a, a, a bit more time like i said i'm here i'm doing other things gym is here and it's going along it's going along yeah um this you know this is maybe not something that that you you future gym owners this is a bit of a retirement thing for me yeah um uh it's so you know uh just keeping the doors open and keeping people happy uh are are all i'm looking for right now i've just started back teaching taekwondo um trying to get back into some of the other things that I did do. As far right. as changing the gym in any type of a model I have not n- no other plans. Sure. Right? Sure. Well, I it mean as come a, back, it'll come back on its own when people are ready to take responsibility.
6: And and as a retirement option, we sort of need to check a couple of boxes, right? One yeah. Do we have consistent, reliable income And two? How can we make it so that I'm not investing hours and hours and hours of my week, right? Those are sort of the main targets here, at least as I perceive from what you're gathering, right? And and I think gym owners worldwide would do well to keep those two tasks in mind. We see all kinds of gym owners working 80, 90, 100 hour weeks that still don't know how much they're going to make at the end of the week or at the end of the month. And and that's a scary place to be. Our industry is, is sort of on unstable foundations, but there are example after example after example of good businesses with consistent income that have a lot more control despite COVID circumstances. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for you moving forward. Terriann, let me let me sort of start to wrap this whole thing up with a final question here. What's your goal for this business in the long-term? What do you want to see happen?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I just want people to use it. I, I came into this with the idea that I was going to serve the community with something to, to help them maintain a healthy lifestyle. What I have seen is that there are groups of young people staying in the community, partially because we have a city-classified gym. Like, uh, my equipment is good, as good, or better than some of the city gyms. So people are, you can't even buy house house manage it. People are coming back young people are coming to the gym. They are gathering, it's a social place, it's a place of wellness, and uh, that, that, that makes me very, very happy. So all I want is for people to use the gym, make enough m- money that it pays for itself, and that, that as far as any future goals, like pretty much maxed out on equipment, I can't get too much more in here. I do not plan to expand our square footage for for this size of a community. And I did draw from a lot of other communities that is not not as much anymore. So, um, yeah, I mean, I use this building also. I do books for some other entities, my son's construction business, So it's not like I'm sitting here doing nothing waiting for somebody to walk in the door. I've diversified myself into other businesses. And uh, so I think that diversification, and then if somebody walks in, you know, I'm here. It's not like I'm not here putting my thumbs waiting all day. Sure. I do believe it will come back. I do believe that, um, you know, there is going to be this post-pandemic thing happening where people are going to wake up and say, holy smokes. I better get my health back and um and they will be they will they will come back to the gym and the people that are here keep using it but like i said the university students they come back and they go this is my gym they like the really? smaller scale they like the community feel and even though they've been to all the university gyms they come home and they say this is my
6: gym Yep.
3: and that hey, means
6: That's, that's probably a really good place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. Before we sign out entirely, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about the gym. What's a website that we can send? Do you guys have a website?
3: No, I have a website. I have a Facebook page. um, And I'm on Instagram. Um, They can email me at Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, gym at gmail.com if anybody wanted to email me and um, yeah if they're in Canada they can come visit me
6: <laughs> that's perfect Terry Ann, this has been a bunch of fun I, I really appreciate your time here and, and your willingness to share what's going on inside of Mueller's gym from a business perspective I'm excited to see what the future holds for you here and, and we wish you nothing but the best
3: well thank you very much Joseph
6: Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.